Welcome to Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth, the podcast of Plymouth United Church of Christ. I am Pastor David, and on behalf of the members of this congregation, thank you very much for joining us. May God bless you through these words, and may you know God's love through them. Now, the podcast. Jesus was praying in a certain place. After he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And Jesus said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight, and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. Well, this Lord's prayer here that Jesus offers us, which is a bit different than the Lord's prayer we use now. We've kind of added some words to it over the years, and that's uh, and that's okay, nothing uh, wrong with that. But this prayer that Jesus offers here is a very concise, a brilliant prayer. It's efficient, it's very tight. From a writing perspective, it's just really good writing. It's everything contained in these few sentences. And in those few sentences, Jesus sets up a, a couple of what I think are kind of incredible uh, and amazing things by doing this. First is that Jesus sets up for us that we can pray to God, that we can go directly to God. We can pray to God directly. We don't need a mediator, whether a priestly mediator or other mediator. We don't need anyone in between us and God. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to... Uh, do, I don't know, is that, I think, our ablutions or penance or do anything to make us holy in order to approach God. We don't have to be authorized or have some kind of certificate that says it's okay for us to pray to God. We all can go to God to speak to God, to speak with God, and to listen to God. It's available to all of us. And that we can bring to God whatever is on our hearts or on our minds, and that we may be, as he says later, we may be as persistent about it as we want. 
We may pray to God. And as we see also in the Psalms, what we can pray to God, what we can bring to God, everything's on the table. The Psalms are filled with thankfulness to God and praise of God, but also there's incredible anger at God for seeming to not do anything or for the suffering that people are going through. A whole range of human emotion offered up to God in those prayers. There's nothing that's off limits that we can bring to God. And I think that's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. And Jesus sets it out here that God is willing to listen and God is willing to hear because God cares. Because of God's love for us. And at the time and before, this was not entirely unique, but somewhat unique among religions that the that everybody had access to the divine. In a lot of other Semitic religions, and even with some of the Greek uh, religions and Roman religions, and some other ones, uh, there was not that sense of the average person could pray to the god or gods or go directly to them. If you were in one of those religions and you needed something, maybe you were going on a, on a sea voyage and wanted to be safe, or you were going to have a baby and you wanted the baby to be healthy, or uh, you were planting uh, and you wanted a good crop at the end of the year, you would go to the temple or altar or whatever of whatever God was in charge of that part of life. And you would talk there to the priest uh, or whoever was in charge of it. And they would say, well, uh, the, the thing that you're asking for will require this amount of money or this amount of animals or sacrifice or whatever. And you would give that to the person and then they would do everything on your behalf. They would do the rituals. They would take care of that for you and make, uh, make those petitions to whatever God that was. But in Judaism and a few others, there had been for a thousand, two thousand years already the sense that God is an approachable God, a relational God. We don't need someone in between us. They did have the priestly caste that took care of some of the prayers uh, and some of the rituals that were needed, but no one was blocked from praying to God. We have a God who cares, a God who loves us, and so we can go directly to God with whatever is on our hearts and minds. And then Jesus offers a, in this prayer a model of how to pray and what to pray for. Uh, I'll get to that in, in a bit. I was reminded at this point also we have, you know, have a number of prayers in our tradition, things that we may have memorized like the doxology and the, uh, the Lord's Prayer and some hymn tunes that we can rely on in times of need when we can't come up with our own words. But uh, uh, talking of prayer, I always think of Anne Lamott, a, a writer that writes a lot of religious stuff, but she doesn't consider herself a theologian or a uh, a church scholar or a Christian writer per se. Uh, but she writes about faith uh, and life a lot, and, and she wrote about prayer. And I've mentioned this a few times, but to help us out, she wrote two very short prayers. Uh, they're really the only prayers we need to remember. If we're ever in a time where we can't think of anything, she offers these two easy prayers. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. And help me, help me, help me. Those two prayers can get you through everything. And I like that the, you know, the thank you uh, is a reminder to us that all that we have is from God. And the help me is that reminder that we're also dependent on God. And that God is there to help and to be for us. But for those occasions when you have some extra time, we have this prayer of Jesus. And a model of it. And it begins with acknowledging who God is. Our parent in heaven and holy. And by heaven, meaning not kind of heaven as we think of sometimes as the place we go when we die, where St. Peter is and all the dead people are. But heaven really is, is God's kingdom, the place of the divine, that kingdom that we're waiting for that we talk about later uh, in, the, in the prayer. God is parent in, he in heaven and holy. Then there's this acknowledgement that the universe is God's and that God is in charge of it, that God is in charge of time. Your kingdom come, or your realm come, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will, the prayer says. Not my will, not our will, not someone else's will. God's will. It's a prayer that God's will be done. Just God's. Your will, O holy God, be done. And may our will, my will, our will, everyone's will, be in alignment with your will, God. Help us to be in alignment with your kingdom and with your will. And then Jesus does this tremendous uh, theological move here in the next lines. It started even right in the beginning by saying our Father. But we really get this now in the next few lines and that the, the Lord's Prayer, this is a prayer that we pray ourselves. We can pray individually or as a group, but it's one that we can pray individually, but we don't we can pray as individuals. But we don't pray it individualistically, if that's the right word. It's a communal prayer. Jesus says to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Not give me mine, but give us our daily bread. We pray it as individuals, but we pray it on behalf of everyone. Because our needs are our neighbor's needs. We need daily bread to stay alive, and so does everyone else. And so if we pray for what we need, we ought to pray for that to be available to everyone. On behalf of the whole world, we don't exclude. We don't get to be selfish because Christianity is a communal religion. It's a religion of community. It is lived out fully, wholly, and entirely in community. And it's a faith that's lived for the benefit of all creation. It's not an individualistic faith to just benefit the believer. It's for the world, even for the non-believers and the rest of creation. 
And I think this is a, a very important part of this prayer. Especially for we in, uh, in the United States where we have this myth of the self-made man or the rugged individualist that we can do things on our own uh, that, that denies the fact that no one gets anywhere without the help of an awful lot of other people in one way or, or another. We're all in it together and we so often uh, forget that there's something in our culture from our frontier days uh, and, and days of you know, being immigrants, people that took a lot of risks to come here uh, and create a new country and to create a new, uh, a new way of being and, and did a lot of good stuff in that way. But we are in this together. No one is an island and so we pray for us. Give us our daily bread. And not just we who are gathered, but us, all the world. Give us our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Which is also a, a, a demand there that we be forgiving of our neighbors. If we're going to ask God for forgiveness, we need to be also forgiving. And lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom. There is no me in Jesus here. There's no God in me in this prayer. It's God and us. God and us. And that's not to say that we can't pray whatever is also on our minds and hearts. But for the human needs of daily bread and forgiveness and love, that's a prayer for everyone. And then after that, or out of that, we can pray for our individual needs or the needs of, of people that we love or care for or even our enemies that we maybe don't care for, but recognize they are part of God's kingdom as well. And so we can say, we can pray to God, yes, help me find a job or help me out of this uh, situation, help me out of this financial difficulty, help me find a place to live, help me find a loved one, whatever uh, it is that we want to ask God help for, or also to give thanks. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for surrounding me with people who love me. Thank you for my community. Thank you for the food that I have. Whatever. You can pray those individual prayers. Absolutely. And we do that also here every Sunday during the prayers of the people we pray on behalf of specific people as well. But we are still in this Lord's Prayer. It's an us and a we on behalf of everyone. The use of us and we, I think in, in Jesus' prayer here, takes our Christian vocation, our Christian calling beyond ourselves. Get out of ourselves and beyond even the community of people that we know to remind us that we're here for the sake of the whole world, for the sake of all of God's people, and that we should want the same for everyone because that's God's will as well. Your will be done, we pray. And so let us pray that way. And have that spirit when we pray. I want to, uh, you all have, um, so hopefully you've got a sheet of paper with the Lord's Prayer on it. These are some other translations, variations, uh, versions of the Lord's Prayer from uh, 
some other areas. Uh, and if you go, I didn't put the website on here, but if you type in the, the title here, this is actually part of a five-page document online, a whole lot of different versions uh, of the Lord's Prayer. There's even a version of the Lord's Prayer for people who blog on the internet, uh, which is kind of clever. Uh, but I would like us uh, uh, to pray here, because at, at the end of our prayers for the people, Sam is going to sing the Lord's Prayer for us, so we're not going to say the Lord's Prayer then. But let us say the Lord's Prayer now. And, uh, I want to pray the one that Parker Palmer wrote. That's down in the bottom right-hand corner. And uh, Parker is a, a kind of progressive mainline uh, writer uh, and thinker in the, in the church. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Mother, Holy and blessed is your true name. We pray for your reign of peace to come. We pray that your good will be done. Let heaven and earth become one. And give us this day the bread we need, and give it to those who have none. Let forgiveness flow like a river between us, from each one to each one. Lead us to holy innocence, Beyond, Beyond the evil of our days, come swiftly, Mother, Father, come. For yours is the power and the glory and the mercy. Forever your name is all Amen. And that is the good news for this day and for all days. Thank you again for listening to the Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth podcast. If you are in the Eau Claire area, we especially invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. And I invite you also to check out our website at pcucc.com for upcoming events and special worship services. From Plymouth United Church of Christ, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, this is Pastor David. Thank you for spending this time with us. May God bless you.